Hey everybody, welcome to episode 26 of What a Beautiful Podcast. I'm Jack, and with me today, as always... Is, is, is this on? Is this, uh, who, who are you with? Who's here? Oh, uh, yeah, we got... <laughs> yeah, it's not you, Andrew. I, I'm, a, I'm actually gonna have to ask you to leave. Oh, okay, um... <laughs> good. I didn't want to be here anyways. <laughs> Who's the new host? Uh, I don't know, maybe I'm just gonna talk to myself for an hour. <laughs> Oh, God. Do different I, I, voices. I don't think I could allow myself to let that happen, so I guess I'm going to stay. Anyway, guys. Well, so, in, in the effort of not making this the worst uh, audio recording on the internet, my name is Andrew, and we're going to continue with this grand old journey of what a beautiful podcast as we move on until, like, I guess, like, the beginning of the first arc of Stardust Crusaders. What we covered yeah, last we... week was really, like, a prologue. Yeah, it's still kind of the prologue, because we're still, like, in the interstitial between part two and part three, and it's interesting, like, the gradual transition that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, at the at the top of the episode, I wanted to address something I meant to last episode, because we called Stan's a ghostly ripple, didn't really go into why that is, um, but actually in the kanji... Uh, stand is written out as ghost ripple and then stand is just written above it in uh katakana just a neat little fun fact from your pal jack i, oh, that I, rem- is I remember that I, I honestly never would have known that so yeah actually yeah. Good, actually a cool fact <laughs> for once did i say <laughs> for once we said something actually insightful on this show and not just complete nonsense <laughs> just babbling idiocy so where we last left off, uh, about to do chapter 117, The Man with the Star Mark. Now, we haven't yet gotten into the arcs of part three yet. We're still kind of in part two mode, where each chapter, like, has its own unique title. That's going to be ending very soon. And Avdol <laughs> still looks like garbage. Oh, man. Avdol still has, a, has, like, a coconut face. <laughs> It literally looks like face. he put an eyes and a smile on a coconut. He has the same expression in every panel. Holy shit, he does. Do you think Araki like had a special coconut that he like <laughs> this named? Is, this is my coconut. His name is Muhammad Avdol. <laughs> hey Araki, why did you name your coconut such a specific name? Oh, uh, <laughs> you'll find out. <laughs> Oh, also, I figured out what I'm going to uh, shorthand call Jotaro throughout part three, because I'm not going to call him Jotaro throughout. I'm going to call him Jorts. Jorts. <laughs> I'm going to call him Jorts. <laughs> we had Jonathan, Joey, and Jorts. So <laughs> Jorts Cujo, at your service. <laughs> it, it just rolls off the You tongue. know what else I'm noticing? I'm looking at these uh, first couple pages here. They show the back of Jotaro's head, and the hat goes all the way. He has a yeah, real hat on. Yeah, every time like the back of his head is shown, it's kind of like a coin flip. Like it's it's like Schrodinger's hair. Yeah, like, is, I mean, like in part out? four, he completely just said, "Fuck it." The hat is an organic part of his head, but in, yeah, in these pages, it's it, he actually is wearing a hat. It's actually really weird looking at it right now. Oh, it's super because strange. in the anime in the anime adaptations, they don't show they didn't draw it like that. 
they do no, it. No, it's kind of just an amorphous blob. Yeah. Like, in the part four, it looks super strange, like we've said, because he's got black hair and he's wearing a white hat. And it looks like his hair is just crawling up the back of the hat like some kind of moss. <laughs> it's it's weird. But anyway, it's so... bizarre. They're at this uh, coffee shop. They're at this Starbucks. Yeah, and we're going to learn about... Uh, about Joseph Stan's Hermit Purple's uh, very specific ability that uh, is a really strange stand ability. Uh, yeah. It, it, like, like we've said before on the show, uh, Hermit Purple is way more of like a like a part four stand than it is a part three stand. It's very strange. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, it's definitely a utility stand. And if Joey had, like, cared at all about being a cool stand user, he could have done a lot of good shit with this. Like, you, you've you got these vines, and you can do, do some stuff with these vines, man. Come on. Yeah, you, so he needs to get his incredibly detailed Polaroid camera out. Oh my being, god, I uh, love this camera. Being held by uh, Abdol with his weird face that this is already a shoe-in for, uh, for the thumbnail. <laughs> um, it's like the Mona Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> You could just pop the golden ratio over his face oh, on the camera. God. It's perfect. <laughs> it's so beautiful. He's so good. And I don't and, even I don't even dislike Avdol as a lot of people as much as a lot of people seem to seem to do. And sure. this this these drawings of him are just painful. Yeah, it's it's gonna take like <laughs> uh a, f- a fair few weeks to get to the level of quality that we know and expect from a rocky oh yeah also i want to point out uh the really intense panel of joey's like let me show you turns out that i too gained my own stand ability about one year ago as he like fists the camera at the like out of the panel it's like yeah i guess it's worth pointing out that the canon about when and where and how you acquire stands is like never really fully explained yeah Nonsense. It just happens seemingly at random. In later parts, they have a MacGuffin that makes it happen, but people still get stands without it, and it's just like... Yeah, you know. the stand is just the distillation of a person's spirit. It can be brought out by outside means or through intense training, like we saw with Tanya Trisardi in Part 4, which is actually like one of the only instances we see of that, but it's cool. Or you could um, just be Joseph Joestar and just have one because Araki still wanted to use the character, but he needed stands. So well, so jo- no, because they because all the Joe stars get it because of Dio. Because Dio, remember, because like Dio got shot with the arrow, technically, like one year ago by oh, Enya. Oh, oh God, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, Andy the, the forgot big old, his the retcons. big old retcon. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, because the whole well. Let's get through this scene. So Joey uh, pops out some purple vines out of his hand and just like karate chops this camera to pieces and it shoots out um, a photo. But he's got to spend like $300 on a camera every time he wants to like use his power. But what this allows him to do is see Dio because... There's a lot of exposition here, but it's like all the all the Joestar descendants are connected because they now <laughs> another retcon. They all got a star birthmark on the back of the like the back of their neck, the back of their huge huge muscly backs, 
just, just like they all got a star mark and so does dio because he's mostly jonathan yeah right and... like didn't joey wasn't they never showed joey to have the birthmark right no but it's just assumed that he always had yeah, it. yeah because they like... made a point to show it show that jonathan had it in part one but uh yeah that was cool yeah that was very cool but uh now joey has one and so does holly and so does jotaro and like i guess everybody gets them now yeah everyone's got the birthmark so joey can tune in hermit purple to like uh remote view dio because they're connected by their blood and we see this uh very seductive picture of dio with the star birthmark and we see the scar around his neck where he's attached to well, yeah, I mean, this is a torso. this is a very uh classic panel right here oh absolutely i mean here's Show the thing the is that like photo. you know uh manga slash comic books being a still like a static art form uh mm. most of the time that we're gonna see dio in these earlier parts he's just holding this pose and like that's it <laughs> he's holding this pose or the one chapter with the flashback with him and abdul is where he's just like really weird and thin and it's just like yeah this... but jotaro snatches it from his old man it's like show me the damn photo like... <laughs> and here's dio he he's still in like part one dio mode with like this flowing hair and like weird bread muscle back yeah, he hasn't quite um, reached like peak uh yellow mullet status like we're gonna get oh my, when we uh, he, that's what we're gonna get when we really see him near the end when we enter the do world but uh not quite yet not no. quite yet <laughs> so they can see dio and the, but they don't know where he is and they know that he's been revived um but we don't yet have a plot reason to, like, go after him. Like, they're just saying, oh, Dio has returned. That must be why we have stands now. Mm, uh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Then <laughs> um, we cut to Dio real quick. Sitting, sitting Wait, real, real pretty. Wait, real quick, in... before that, oh. I just need to talk about this uh, panel up here in the previous page where jo Joseph's talking to Holly and to the mm. right of them, we have Abdal looking straight up like Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> uh, for, in, on which page? On uh, page six. And he, it's just Joseph's talking to Holly. And Abdal is just like, look at his face. Oh, God. Just look at him. Oh, man. <laughs> Is this the are you the Incredible Hulk, Mister Abdul? <laughs> he are needs to be stopped. He needs to be put away. Araki should have just like stopped it. Just stop drawing him until he could draw him better. Like, I think it's the nose. No, it's think, it's I, the nose and the fact that his uh his right eye is just like the perspective says that I shouldn't be able to see his right eye, but you just can't. Uh hmm. Uh, Jesus Christ! It's like a impressionist painting yeah. <laughs> wow oh man anyway yeah let's cut to dio yeah uh dio knows that he's watched being watched because jonathan's body is sending a spiritual signal to his offspring so it must be my fate but face must be purged i've taken the first step it's just he's just like 
mug in here. He's so full of himself, and we'll we'll come back. We'll pop in and out of seeing Dio. He, but he doesn't get a lot of screen time until the very end, where he gets a lot of screen time. Yeah, so so much Dio, so much Dio. But right now, uh, Jorts is going to school, and all the girls like Jorts. <laughs> yeah, they love him. And they just say Jojo, Jojo, just Jojo, Jojo, over and over again, just to really uh, press upon you that, yeah, this is Jojo. Yeah, this is just a Rocky, like, promising that Jotaro uh, has his name shortened to Jojo at some point. He's just like, like, I swear, even though nobody else is ever going to call him that, I swear that Jotaro Kujo does equal Jojo. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's not fine. the furthest the JoJo name scheme is going to get pushed. Because uh, that, part, that's eight, with Joe part 8 exists, after all. Well, <laughs> part 8 is just, like, part 4, but weird. Bizarro part 4. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I still Josuke, don't understand. Higashikata Josuke is definitely a, a real stretch. Yeah, it's it works in Japanese, but it sure doesn't work in English. Nope. So yeah, all these girls are just fighting over jorts, and <laughs> this is a famous panel. It's like, Buddy, shut the fuck up. You're so damn annoying. I <laughs> spoke to me, to me. No, it was me. Ah. <laughs> just this, like, fluff inner, inner piece here. And then we see a weird man. Oh god, he's terrifying. Look at his, look at this, like, half panel with his fucked up eye. It looks like it's, like, dripping off of his face. (laughs) Uh, so this is, uh, Noriyoki, Noriyoki, Um. I, I hate this part because, like, obviously, Kakyoin becomes the main character and he's such, like, a, he's just such a fun, like, a fun-loving, happy guy. And it's just, (laughs) kind of? He's he's very earnest yeah. in what he does. This version of Kakyoin, well. however, is terrifying. Oh, God. He's got dead eyes, which I guess you could say because he's a pawn of Dio, but you could also say it's because, like, Araki hadn't yet figured out how he wanted to draw him. Nope. <laughs> like, oh, man. Also, he's a shitty artist. Like, Yeah, this drawing what, of Jiro is... Is, is fucking terrible. And also, yeah. here's, a, here's a power... That Kakyoin never uses again. Well, another retcon. I, <laughs> I, it was, I don't think it was ever, like, officially retcon, but I've always seen... Because what happens is uh, Kakyoin is drawing a picture of Jotaro. It's shitty. Um, and then he takes his brush and slashes across uh, Jorts' leg with uh, red paint. And then suddenly uh, Jotaro's leg gets cut and, like... What? How does hmm? Accidentally does a front flip down <laughs> these stairs? Yeah, he does like he does like I, an absolute I, somersault, and it's like I don't get it. How does getting cut in the leg make you do generate that, that much lift? And also, how sure. does Kakyoin do this? Oh, um, Hierophant Green has like real, real long range, so it's fine. It's, it's just it's <laughs> so just we can just we can just explain it out by saying. Him drawing on it was just a metaphor. Or, of course. And what was actually happening is Herophant Green is attacking him. Exactly. But he can't see Herophant Green, so it's still 
He was hiding in the grass. It's both green. It's green. <laughs> Jotaro wasn't paying attention. These girls were pissing him off. It's fine. It's Man, fine. Stardust Crusaders gets a lot better uh, later on. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um... <laughs> Jack's oh, so man. mad. I'm not mad. I just want to, like, get to the good parts. And this is not a good part. <laughs> um, it's also a really weird chapter transition. Yeah, we just like, cut back to Dio for whatever reason. Yeah. Like, Jotaro is, like, flipping down the stairs. And then we cut back to Dio in the shadows, just like, I was only ahead. I had yet to take this body so weak. The ocean would have killed me if it hadn't been for Jonathan Joestar's energy. This body is a bond. It ties me to his kin. Right. There's that mm-hmm. pose again. Isn't yeah, that's his pose. We see his legs, we see his like weird carabiner belt suspenders. Do you think he just stands yep. like that when he's by himself? He just like Well, he's practicing. He's <laughs> like you think you can pose like this just improv? No, 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 my friend. Right. This is this is practice. No, I, I had to go to one of those uh the JoJo posing panels at anime conventions. That that that's where I learned how to do that. <laughs> He's doing like plyometric body weight exercises. He's got to tone his core. <laughs> you can't. That's where all of these new muscles that aren't on the human body comes from. From all of the, all of those uh, stretching exercises. You know. That's what these muscles look like. Tectonic plates. Yeah. That's, like the, that, it's the fucking San Andreas fault in his back. Yeah, that's what his spine is carving out. It's just the San Andreas fault line. It's just, oh my god. Um, and we just had this weird, this weird Dio moment, and George is still falling. He shoots out uh, Star Platinum's arm from like his neck, and just grabs on a branch, which must have looked real weird from uh, the sidelines, because. <laughs> It's just him floating off of a branch. It's cool. It's cool. Oh, man. So he knows that he's been attacked, but how? How? Oh, man. And Kakyoin, we cut back to Kakyoin, stands up, and Kakyoin realizes, like, yeah, he's got a stand. It's a pretty cool stand, but I got a better stand. I'm going to kill him. And he stands up, and we get this, like, overly detailed full body shot of Kakyoin. Oh, man, I don't... I don't... He, bo- he's... No, because he's got those weird big eyes. These perfectly uh, oval-shaped eyes. And it just... Ugh. It's really gross. And he goes up to Jotaro. He's like, you, your leg seems to be bleeding. Go on, clean yourself up. You'd be okay. Hey, it's not too deep. And... Jotaro thinks something's up, but no, it's just like, I don't recognize you. Who are you? It's like, oh, I just got here, in fact. Kakyoin Noriaki. Ah, oh, I was close. Yeah, close enough. Uh, yeah, Noriaki Kakyoin. Just because I uh, I find the evolution of stands so interesting, I just want to point out real quick how sure. in these early parts, we see things like uh, Jotaro going to grab something and like Star Platinum's arm comes out, but like just his arm. And I think it's like kind of shows how the stands are supposed to be like psychic abilities a little clearer. Mm-hmm. And and he kind of stopped. Araki kind of stopped doing that later on, 
Like he kind of he he like the the whole stand will always come out instead of just like little parts of him, you know. Yeah, that's for the most part. But like here and there, it still happens sometimes. Yeah. Like I remember in the Superfly fight, like uh, Crazy Diamond's arms were like coming out to like stop Josuke from falling. Oh yeah, it's not uh, totally gone, but it's always no, just no. neat to see it happen, especially so much as much as it does happen in the, in these early chapters because like. It, it kind of just illustrates it a little better as opposed to having the full humanoid stand out. It, it, it doesn't really, like, get its point across. Yeah, I I don't always wanted to see, but it never happens, obviously. It's just, like, half a star platinum just, like, peeking out from Jotaro's torso. It's just like, <laughs> hey, I'm here, too. <laughs> you don't gotta, forget you about got... me. <laughs> Jotaro just looks like a shitty Machamp. <laughs> just, like weird oh god arms everywhere <laughs> so jorts is in the nurse's office um with two shitty teens who have, are trying to skip school and the nurse is having none of it and the nurse is sassing jatara like real hard it's like i'm gonna cut your pants to get at this wound it's like no no i'll take them off what a waste um and he Kakyoin gave him like a handkerchief to wipe off blood that uh, came out of his big old cut, and he opens that up. And wh- what's this? What's this say on this hanky? What, like, Jotaro oh. Kujo, I will kill you today with my stand, Noriaki Kakyoin. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as he reads this, the nurse who has been treating him starts going wackadoodle. And has this, uh, um, what are these types of pen? Shit, it just went out of my head. Fountain pen. It says it right on the page, Jack. God. I haven't gotten to that page yet, Andrew. (laughs) But then how did you know it was there? How did you know I wasn't just making it up? And it says a pen. It doesn't say a fountain pen. And a fountain pen? Gah! Are you a bunch of fucking idiots? Glah! Well, I guess I'm the fucking idiot. Yeah. So she's brandishing this fountain pen. Looking um, rabid as all hell. Oh, God, super And then rabid. a bad thing happens. <laughs> well, first, then we see this really detailed, gross green thing, like, wrapped up around her leg. Oh, right, yeah. And this is another example of Araki uh, just drawn like Giger, because right now this is just, like, this is Giger. This is a biomechanical horror. Yeah. Um, and, like, we don't really get a, a too too much, like, ultra-violent body horror going on in Part 3. But we do see a little bit in this chapter. Cause a little bit? Boy, oh. This kid is dead. Yeah, this kid is fucking destroyed. Holy shit. Because the nurse just jabs the pen, like, into one of these shitty teens' eyes. Like, past the eye, into the brain. Into the brain. Like... This kid is dead. And yeah. when we hit the end of this chapter, I, I want to talk a little bit about this because it's super interesting. Um, yeah, so this kid is dead, and she tries to go after Jotaro, and he tries to stop her, but she's really strong, and the fountain pen just jabs like right into his succulent cheek meat, and he's like, ugh, what, <laughs> this is no mere... cheek meat. <laughs> what? The cheek meat is the most succulent of any animal. Ask anybody. They'll be able to tell you. Love that cheek meat. Um, this is no mere woman. 
I saw a strange thing crawl from the floor. Was it a stand? Uriaki Kakyoin, did he cut my leg on the stairs? Yeah, yes. <laughs> and Noriaki Kakyoin is just here, being shitty in a windowsill with a marionette. And the marionette is just... is, is It's like a metaphor for Hirafant Green. But... Yeah, it, this whole thing is like so confusing because like... The only way to explain it away is that Kakyoin is just being a huge, like, pretentious prick about his stand. Oh, but, like, yeah. what's actually happening is I'm pretty sure Araki just didn't have all of Hierophant Green's powers really, like, re- worked out yet. Yeah. Uh, because the Hierophant so... Green we, we get to know throughout the series is not the same one that's happening right now. Well, it can still go inside people, but it's power set is just not like clearly defined yet yeah so what's happening is kakyoin is controlling the nurse because hierophant green is up inside her just like body snatcher stock well not body snatcher just like controlling her from the inside um and trying to kill jotaro and Jotaro goes in for a big old smooch <laughs> and then bites Hierophant Green's head and just rips it out of her with Star Platinum. And it's amazing. <laughs> oh, God. Hierophant Green is like the grossest looking stand. Yeah, I don't like him. I never liked him. No, why would you? There's nothing to like. He's not even really that interesting. Because going forward... Like all he does is Emerald Splash. That's all he fucking does. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's a one hit wonder here. Um, also on page two, well, we're on chapter one nineteen at this point. Uh, there's this weirdly like painted panel. Like you see this this real like close up detail of Star Platinum's teeth, like chomping down. Oh yeah, off. what the hell? What is this? <laughs> Did someone like? With a fetish, like, paint this like this? I guess. What did you want to talk about at the end of the other chapter? Oh, shit. Um, not a lot of people get grievously harmed in Stardust Crusaders. No. Like, during some of the end fights, like, uh, like Polnareff gets really fucked up. But, like, honestly, I think that's the worst that happens. <laughs> yeah, and even, like, the stands that they fight, no rarely is someone killed... They're most often they're defeated or knocked out. Yeah, like this Pokemon. is uh, Star Crusaders is way more all ages, probably the most all ages friendly JoJo part of them all. Yeah, because they don't have a healer, and in parts one and two it didn't matter because you could just because they like burned through their characters like real fast because they're short works. Yeah, but you have something longer like three, four, five, like. You can't have fights where the stakes are continually raised if you if you can't, like, then put that character back into action. Yeah. Like, and, like, Part 5 kind of played with that a lot, and that's a part of why I liked it so much, because they don't... It got so gross. They don't exactly have a healer, but they, like, they got like, around it. Yeah, uh, Jorno, like, makes flesh cubes that they slurp into their gunshot <laughs> <Yeah>. wounds. <laughs> And he's like, this doesn't heal you, but it's better than nothing? By the end of, by end of the part five, I don't think any of them have most of their original body anymore. No, they're all made out of, like, snakes and frogs. Yeah. <laughs> that Jorno just picked off the road. So, like... Point being, yeah, 
uh, it, it's not violent part three it really isn't in fact this is probably the most violent it gets it until the end yeah that's what i that's what i meant to talk about because like we're still in like part two level violence we we've not yet reached uh, like part three is not like sterile in terms of violence but it's but it's more about the down. fights as an art instead of the violence yeah. of it yeah as opposed to part two where like uh everyone joey fought just got like cut up ripped apart that sort of thing yeah Here, part like, three set the standard for how like the fights in jojo became so infamous because they were all about like tactics and using the stand abilities to their advantage and all this stuff just another thing that part three did that set the stage for the whole rest of the series because it oh, sure does sure. a lot of that yeah it was just something like interesting i wanted to bring up because that kid is dead yeah he's like, very dead like i <laughs> I forgot. I thought he like got chat like got stabbed in his cheek meat. No, he's he's dead. And I've just been staring at this like beautiful painting of Star Platinum trying to eat Hierophant Green for like the past five minutes, and I can't look away. <laughs> Can this be the thumbnail, please? <laughs> just Star Platinum's beautiful painted teeth. I'll consider um, it. But moving on, because I really yes. want to talk about how great the drawing of the first emerald splashes because this just oh. rules yeah so jorts rips out hierophant green from the nurse and it's all weird looking kind of looks like a green melon power ranger or like one of those fruit common riders almost yeah you know? yeah and uh jotaro thinks he's got kakyoin on the ropes but uh what uh what does uh Hierophant Green get to do here? He just shoots thing. He just shoots a whole bunch of stuff. Or is yeah. uh what what does he call it? Does he call it some he says green liquid from the, from his stand's hands? <laughs> Take this. Hierophant Green's Emerald Splash. And it it's just it's just emeralds? Yeah, just... and you know what's funny is that like you would think that more stands would have these like Dragon Ball Z styled named moves that they yell out, but they they really don't. Like yeah yeah like uh, Magician's Red, I think sort of has one. It's got a couple, but he doesn't really like, do it. But every time, uh, Kakioin uses a higher fan green, he says Emerald Splash out loud. Yeah, it's just his thing. Yeah. Whenever whenever Jotaro thinks up a new thing to do with Star Platinum. Like, he names it, like, uh, Starfinger. Oh, wants... yeah, like, he has, like, Starfinger and, and other things, but he doesn't really say them out loud, usually. No, because he's Jotaro, and he just, he... he yeah, if you play the, the video games, like, they name them, and it's, like, Starfinger, and he has a couple different ones. Starfinger's, like, you when you get the uh, the action figure, it comes with the extent, the the thing <laughs> yes. longer. It's gross. What if, what if he invented the thing longer? The thing longer. The thing longer. Remember Futurama? Am I, am, this is this is a dull uh, dull reference. Never mind. Oh yeah, you're out of my wheelhouse. I didn't oh, okay. watch Futurama, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I love like we get waves. This this like very detailed wave background. Yeah, it looks as... like the Toei waves. Oh yeah, it does look <laughs> like the Toei waves. And Emerald Splash comes out, and the Taro gets. Fucked up. Yeah, or, and it, but it's, like, worth pointing out that I'm just still not really sure what it's actually doing. Like, is it just, like, an energy wave 
Are the or, or are they actually getting shot with rocks? I it, he's getting shot with like very hard wet eggs. Yeah, that's that's what's happening here. And Star Platinum's torso gets uh, ripped up, and Jotaro's thrown back. But we don't see Jotaro's like stomach come out, which like it should, cause stand one to one stand damn. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're already but, looking too deep into it. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just coughing up some blood. And yeah, never think smug. too much about stands, especially in part three. Yeah, they become a little easier to dissect three. in part four and and forward, but in part three, the stands like make absolutely no sense. <laughs> oh, literally none. Yeah. Um. And so the nurse is not doing well because Jotaro, like, ripped Hierophant Green out of her, and she's just bleeding a whole lot. And they're, they're going to fight. This is the first, like, fight of Stardust Crusaders. Like, Kakyoin is just bragging about his stand can hide places and travel farther than Star Platinum can. Um, but Jotaro will not be beaten, and, oh, there's a siren outside, unfortunately. <laughs> God, God, the coppers. Um, eh, man, this speech that Jotaro does here is super cool, and, like, we, he doesn't do a whole lot of long talking, this boy, but uh, he's just going into, he's like, I beat the crap out of more people than I have to. Some are still in the hospital. There's plenty of teachers that got on my bad side and never came back to class. And hey, I'm making a policy not to pay the check if I didn't like the meal. But even a guy like me can spot evil when he sees it. Evil means to use the weak for your own gain and then stomp on them when it's over. And that's what you've done. Therefore, I'll be the judge. And he flips his hat brim like Ash fucking catch him over yeah. his eyes. <laughs> Oh, God. And Kakyoin still doesn't realize how fucked he is and just, like, splurts out another emerald splash. And <laughs> smirking jorts pops out smirking Star Platinum. Yep. And, oh, God. Star it's Platinum, good. like, blocks each of the emeralds. Oh, it's Kakyoin. Star, like, Star Platinum? All right, so... This this just how evil all evil are you panel has lots of breakdown here. So firstly, Star Platinum looks like the genie from Aladdin right now. And, oh, it, Star Platinum has never looked better. Yeah, and and Jotaro's <laughs> face is like <laughs> whenever Jotaro's it's the most face... expressive I've ever seen his face. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. ridiculous. Whenever Jotaro's face like matches up with Star Platinum's face, you're in for a good time. Oh yeah. <laughs> So, Star Platinum just deflects all the wet eggs and is, like, real smug about it. It's like, ha-ha! Um, and grabs, grabs Hierophant Green's, like, neck and just beats the shit out of his head is, with the other Is this the, the debut aura aura? Did it this happen? is the first aura. Yep, here it is. The debut aura. The one to uphold justice. Aura, aura, aura. Yeah. So... Uh, so so good. characters having battle cries is a thing in jojo uh you know J yeah this jotaro's is the first example. got aura aura dio's got muda muda and like josuke's also got aura aura dora 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 all oh, right dora dora and then like jorno also and what i meant to say was that jorno also uses muda muda for some reason mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> but what's funny is that like Dora and Aura are just gibberish. Muda is Japanese for useless. Well, Aura pops up here and again in anime, and it's usually translated as like "take that" or like ah, "I got you." Or it's contextual, like yeah. most of Japanese. It's a fucking headache. Um, but it's just like. A battle cry is just like, yeah, 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 get fucked. <laughs> and that's exactly what it means here. We just don't really um, have an equivalent for that sort of thing in English, so it's always just like, it's always just felt like they're just screaming. Yeah. And he, he's screaming, the one to uphold justice is my stand. <laughs> <laughs> and Star Platinum gained like 80 pounds of muscle for this panel especially. Yeah, like it's very good. Oh, he's so beefy, and Kakyoin is defeated. Yeah, this this panel of, of like the blood it, it looks like Araki just took a paint, just like flicked a paintbrush, and was just like, "There you go." It's the Rohan technique where he just like jabs the pen like around, and then the ink flies out. And it's <laughs> great. So this part of the school is destroyed. Yeah, rest <laughs> in pieces. This happens a lot. Is we're like. See the thing about Stardust Crusaders is it's like a it's like a road trip style adventure thing and like a lot of things happen in heavily populated areas unlike parts one and two so like these are these are like modern ass urban environments and they just yeah. wreck everything. It's collateral damage, <laughs> and my favorite part is, well, I'm glad my stand isn't weak, but it sometimes feels more savage than I am. That was close, but the doctor should be all right. Oh, are are you are you a medical person now, Jorts? Like, are she she bled? Yeah, a lot. she looks very dead to me, Jorts. Like, I don't know who you think you are coming off like that, but and where are those other kids? That's like, none of my business. They're everybody's dead. He, they killed everybody. They're gone. Oh my god! All the violence happens off screen this time. Oh, well, the debris definitely crushed, like, the other kid that didn't get a pen in his brain. Yeah. And George just walks off into the sunset, just like, you're gonna spill it on Dio, so come with me. Kakyo's just like, ooh. I guess that's that's a good place to... Oh, yeah, that's a good place to cut it. Uh, Yeah, so, as you can see, this is... We're we're leaving off... We're gonna pick up next week with uh, Noriaki Kakyo in part three, so... In the future, yeah. I guess we'll we'll try to not cut off in the middle of arcs, but sometimes they end in really weird places. Yeah, like this this is not like part three. It's it's still going by the the battle tendency style. Like each chapter is kind of self contained. Like we're gonna kind of shift the way we talk about chapters once we get into yeah. Once like we get to like arcs. each arc is like its own self-contained story. We're gonna try we're gonna to talk like, about it. Yeah, we're gonna try to like thing. talk about it as one thing and not about individual chapters like we're doing right now. Yeah, like we'll probably have one episode about Silver Chariot, one episode about Dark Blue Moon, because like I don't want to talk about Dark Blue Moon for more than one episode. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> but right now, this is just like one like kind of one-off chapter similar to Battle Tendency, so we're just doing our own. We're style. gonna have to be a little more organized, so that means we gotta do more work. I, we're gonna have to do more work. I don't want to do this the show notes. Well, is that my problem, Jack? I edit it and upload it and do the Twitter and do everything, so get off my back. 
Oh man, it, whew. shots fired! Shots yeah. fired! Yeah, this is, we're, we're fighting right now. We're, yeah, we're, it's going we're not, we're not good. The show's the show's on some rocky ground. <laughs> yeah, will they, will they break up? Is is this the last episode of what a beautiful podcast? No, no, it's we've got not. So we've already much we've content. already dug our own graves here. We're gonna keep going, and yeah, and with that, let's jump. Let's jump ship over to the other side with the <laughs> Domino's Unbreakable anime, where we have reached our climax. Finally, we made it. Oh, oh it's tasty. Part oh, one so, of the Unbreakable oh. Crazy Diamond, or Crazy Diamond is Unbreakable, or Crazy D, or Shining D. <laughs> or Diamond is Not Crash. Um, so, we just cold open... With Kira just, like, screaming at Hayato's, like, what unbelievable luck! You fucked up so hard! You you screwed (laughs) up! dumb kid! Jesus fuck! Yeah. Like, I'm hard on Hayato. Andrew, you think he's doing a good job. I like Hayato. I think Hayato's great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's doing good work. He's trying his best, this small, small boy. Um... So after Kira's just like, <laughs> I, I'm still alive because of you, he goes to backhand the shit out of Hayato, but stops and realizes, like, oh, Killer Queen is just going to stop me from hitting this shitty kid. Ah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't undo it because that's, that's the weakness of Bites the Dust. He can't undo it. Uh, well, he has to undo it if he wants Killer Queen back. Because Killer Queen right now is protecting Hayato. So, <laughs> Kira is just making Hayato stay and watch as, because uh, he doesn't know how many people died this time. But he can kind of tell because Hayato is freaking out. Oh, yeah. That... He kn- he figures something real bad happened. Yeah. He knows that, like, knows that at least Rohan dies. He's seen that. But then he's like, oh, did you get Josuke too? Or maybe Okuyasu. He doesn't know that Haito got all of them. And if he did, like, right now, that would be game over. Oh, God. Kira is such a smug asshole in this entire sequence. Just, <laughs> I've, I, I'm looking at the frame where he's just screaming to the sky, Bites the dust is invincible! And it's, like, him in the foreground, and then him in the background. And <laughs> he's so insane looking right now just oh oof ah luck is on the side of yoshikaga kira i mean it is for now oh yeah not not quite not not totally lucky yeah and that's the thing because he says out loud luck is on the side of yoshikaga kira and hayato catches it and it's like wait you just what did you just say and Kira, like, realizes, ah, fuck. I said my real name. Ah, yeah, I'm Yoshikaga Kira. I'm your dad. How's, how's that feel? Kira I don't got care. way too fucking cocky. He's a shithead. Oh, it... He blew it. He was so careful. He was oh, so man. careful, and he absolutely blew it. He got super, he got overconfident. Because Hayato made a phone call this morning. <laughs> and he made a call to a very special boy and 
who shows up behind Kira? But Josuke Higashikata. And oh my god. It, the look on Josuke's face, like, they don't, he, they don't do, like, the big, uh, like, landscape shot like they did in the manga with the double page spread of Josuke, like, with his hand to his ears, like, what did you, what did you just say? But it's just as good. It's so, like, the music, uh, is incredible. Yeah. Game production did such a good job here. Yep, they really give it the gravitas it needs to feel like everything was building to this. Yeah, because what Hayato did was called Josuke to make sure he didn't oversleep, which is why he and Okuyasu showed up at the time they did and, like, why they didn't encounter them before. And then we get the cool opening again that plays in reverse. It's like, oh, man, this 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 opening is definitely one of the best. Like, what's, what's the name of this one? Like, Our Days or something? I... What, the actually... opening? Yeah, like no, what's it's the great name? days. Great days, great days. It's ugh. this is this is up there for me as like one of the best. Like crazy noisy bizarre town, like on the same level. Like the the middle opening is is fine, but not as good as great days. Yeah, and uh... I, even even after all of these, after all of this, uh, Soto Chido Sadame is still my favorite JoJo <laughs> really? opening. Yeah, I, Interesting. I, I absolutely adore it. That and uh, End of the World from the second opening to Stardust Crusaders. Oh, yeah, that was good, too. Yeah, Man. that's one that actually, like, grew on me a lot. I, like, wasn't so hot on it at first, but, like, I got into it. Yeah, I like Stardust Crusaders' endings more than I liked its openings. I could, I could like, see that, yeah. Like, what was it, uh... Last Train Home. Yeah, that something. was real good choice. Yeah, that yeah, was... Yeah, Walk, Egypt- Walk Out in Egyptian is just a good song. Oh, yeah, it was just fun. Hater's gonna hate. That song rules. <laughs> oh, no, it's so much fun. Yeah. And <laughs> we we cut back. Sorry, were you gonna say something? Yeah, I was just gonna say, any, anyway, back to the episode. Oh, yeah. Where I guess, you know, maybe uh, Bites of the Dust's true weakness was, uh, was Kira's hubris. Maybe that's the message we get here. Yeah, pride goeth before the fall, and Kira was prideful as shit here. Uh-huh. Um, and he tries to play it off like a coincidence, but no, Hayato took, like, fucking kaiji-level gamble, and was like, I, all the cards on the table, like, this is, this is it, this is the last shot, making that phone call. <laughs> And Kira just tries to, like, shittily run away, just like, Because <laughs> he doesn't have Killer Queen right now. Uh-huh. And Josuke just decks him in the face. Yep, and, and he realizes that he's going to have to allow a Rohan and the others to survive because he needs Killer Queen back, or Josuke is going to fucking murder him. <laughs> oh, yeah, just like... Oh, man. And... Right as Crazy Diamond is about to do a door or Killer Queen comes back and looks the best Killer Queen has ever looked. Uh Like, oh, he looked a little bit off when he first showed up, but now he looks exactly how he looked in the manga. And like this dark aura and like the red shining eyes. It's so cool. The effect, the effects in this episode were very well done. Like the... 
like the stand the stand effect you know what i mean yeah yeah and so time passes and it ticks to the time rohan should have died but he doesn't die because bites the dust has been deactivated so so time can continue differently and everyone's not gonna die everyone's not gonna explode and here's koichi and uh part four jorts and they're fine no one dies but they don't notice all this shit is happening around the corner from where they are very frustrating (laughs) very very frustrating and hayato was right here like why didn't he just say hey assholes help (laughs) please like even just like like, man jotaro can fucking murder kira in a second literally yeah just like punch him killer through the queen heart. is a really overpowered stand but it's still not more powerful than star platinum the world like not even close nope not even it just close. so happens that killer queen's powers are a good match for crazy diamond but like mm-hmm. but like no if joe if jotaro just saw worldos and be it, it would be over but then we'd have no story so yeah of course (laughs) and during this time like killer queen and crazy diamond are just having a good old-fashioned standoff (laughs) nice nice um (laughs) and kira is explaining his uh personal philosophy he's like i i just wanted a peaceful life like a plant i didn't reach for anything i didn't want to fight i didn't want the stress of having to fight because i'm a shithead and (sighs) such a great motivation for a villain he didn't really want anything. He just wanted to no, be left he just alone. Wanted, yeah, he just wanted to live and kill. Yep. But it's not That's like he it. wanted to take over the world or anything. Like, nope. Mm-hmm. Very neat. Yeah. So Josuke is about to square off with the Killer Queen looking so good. So right. And this fight. Oh, man. Killer Queen, like, goes in for like, a karate chop. And Crazy Diamond kicks Killer Queen so hard in the face that Kira's color palette changes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and now he's, like, this is a cool color variant. Like, a blue suit Yeah, Kira. I liked it like, a lot. Yeah, I didn't realize how cool it would be. And, like, Cyan Crazy Diamond is okay. <laughs> <laughs> the but, alternate uh, Crazy Diamond color schemes have never really done it for me too much. N- no, they're... They're passable. Yeah. Um, but while Josuke is distracted, uh, Killer Queen goes in for a sneaky touch to make a make an explosion. But Okuyasu, being a bro, comes right in there, erases space and time, and teleports Killer Queen's hand away, like towards Okuyasu, which is unfortunate because Hayato just realizes that Stray Cat is missing and. Then Okuyasu's entire, like, right side of his body is gone. Rest in pieces. <laughs> oh, Okuyasu. Oh, man. This boy. This pure, pure boy. Don't worry. He's gonna be fine. Not for, not for a bit. No, not but for... he's gonna he's gonna be okay. Oh, God. And the pain on Josuke's face. Oh, yeah. He's real upset. He's real mad. Oh, it's so well drawn. Um, because what... What Killer Queen can now do with Stray Cat's power is turn Stray Cat's air balls into bombs. And Kira can launch them 
and have them explode at any distance because stray cat is now just stored in killer queen's torso and the the frame with killer queen like lifting up his abs and like showing off stray cat with his head tilted with a smile on his face it's like yeah this is real fucking neat right (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh especially when you like look at his like cat cat skull pauldrons and like (laughs) every frame they're like drawn differently and they kind of look real doofy in this panel like (laughs) the ones on his hands especially um and Hayato feels real bad about this because uh he brought Stray Cat here. Like it was necessary for Kira to like be super confident, but God Hayato, even when you do stuff right, like you're still fucking up. Yep. Oh man. What are you gonna do? Um now Okiasu has a hole in his torso. <laughs> yeah. And Jotaro, Koichi, and Rohan still don't hear any of this, even though Josuke just screamed like a wounded animal. Like, oh my god, guys, come on. And Josuke immediately tries to run over to Okuyasu to fix him with Crazy Diamond, but Killer Queen can now launch invisible air bombs, which is very overpowered. Um... But just as the bo- just as the bomb is about to impact, uh, Josuke is able to punch up the ground to make a sh- and fix the ground immediately to make a shield. And he tries to do that a second time, but guess what? It doesn't work because the air bomb comes through the cracks in the wall and detonates on the other side and puts Josuke in a bad bad spot because it like rips apart his shoulder he's got like bits of the ground in there and kira's just bragging about how crazy diamond's fixed power is like a really bad matchup but now he can finally beat it it's oof oofa doofa yep and this is where things start taking like a downward spiral because josuke is now just like trying to do anything he can to get to okiasu but yeah. K- Kira is just not letting him do it. He's just not having it. No. So what, K- what Josuke does next as Kira launches the next air bomb is run right through it. Because he figures that if the air bomb is still t- is too close to Kira, he won't detonate it. Because then he will get caught in the explosion himself. And as Josuke runs to Kira, like, I sent you the... The little video of this moment. <laughs> but yeah. Kira's shitty little fast walk run, like away from Josuke, like, <laughs> as Josuke gets close to Okiyasu's body. Um, and right before Josuke touches Okiyasu, Hayato jumps in and is like, ah, he's a bomb. Don't ask me how I know, but it's a bomb. <laughs> and. Now that, because, like, uh, like Cinderella's stand user uh, was a bomb. And if Josuke touches Okuyasu now, uh, Josuke would blow up. And that's a bad situation to be in. Cause... Oh, yeah, because that's how you end up like uh, Cinderella. Yeah. Rest in peace. <laughs> rest, rest in pieces. Jesus. Yeah, literally. 
Um, but they're able to reason through this because Hayato's like, I know it's a, I know Okuyasu's a bomb because Killer Queen can't make more than one bomb at a time, which is which I didn't notice until this point. It's like, oh, huh, yeah, I guess that's true. Um, or else Kira would be launching bombs at them uh, from his uh, from his spot like ten feet away. <laughs> but as Josuke is agonizing over this decision. Hayato takes one for the team for once, uh, touches Okuyasu, and, like, explodes <laughs> so hard. Like, pieces of him, like, go everywhere. But Josuke is able to uh, touch him, and Crazy Diamond's fixing power uh, is faster and better than Killer Queen's bomb power. So Hayato is just back. Like, yeah. he just died. Like, he just died. <laughs> yep, and then, uh, technically, yeah, technically, uh, Crazy Diamond just brought uh, Hayato back from the fucking beyond. It, yeah. It's Thanks, a little It's a little outside of, I, I feel like it's a little outside of Crazy Diamond's uh, established power set. Like, it's a little extreme. Tiny bit. Yeah. Tiny, it's just the s- smallest. And uh, Kira's face during this as he's gloating over, like, yeah. I, you might be uh, yeah, yeah you can fix him with crazy I mean, maybe I didn't turn him into a bomb but maybe I did and this crazy like shaded face ugh his eyes his eyes are so cra- oh man I love yeah. it I love it so Hayato jumps on the body and just gets able to bring him back real quick which is cool and then touches Okuyasu to restore him but he's not getting up not Okiyasu is not uh not not waking up. Nope, might it's have, not good. Not very good. No, it might have been uh might have been a touch too late. So uh, he pick, Josuke picks up his friend. It's like, come on, Okiyasu, get up! Come on, we gotta fight him together. It's like, oh, buddy, buddy. Mm. <laughs> so Killer Queen launches what should have been the final. Uh, bomb as Okuyasu's spirit starts drifting upwards from his body, which was not in the manga. And it was like a, a real surprising detail. It's like, oh god, no. <laughs> yeah. So the bomb gets close to Josuke, and then he's like, no, fuck this. Takes some of his blood, fixes the blood into a blade, and flicks it with Crazy Diamond to cut the bomb in half. Which doesn't defuse it, but is able to weaken the explosion enough um, that he's alright. And following this like crazy display of uh, Crazy Diamond's power, um, repairs the rubble that he's had in his shoulder wound. So he's sent flying backwards so that the two bomb halves will not still blow him up. And it's just like, God, Josuke, you are at the end of your rope here, my dude. Oh, yeah. Like, he he does not know what to do. Because at this point, now he just, like, refuses to put Okiasu down, even though it's absolutely hindering his ability to fight Kira. It's, like, putting him in serious danger. Yeah. And Hayato this whole time is like, you gotta, you gotta put him down. You gotta put him down. He's already dead. It's like... But Josuke can't accept that because... Okiyasu is his best friend 
and is gonna gonna be with him till the end. And as he's dragging Okuyasu's body with him down this road away from Kira, we get that good old to be continued. And it's like, oh, come the fuck on. <laughs> we got the penultimate episode next week, my dudes. Yep. And we're, we're down to the fucking wire. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. I've been saying I, this every week for a while now, but like, seriously, though, I, it's crazy that we got here finally. Yeah, I can't believe that we've been watching this for almost, like, 40 weeks. It's yeah. It's wild. But it's been so well-paced that it doesn't feel like I've been watching it for forever. No. Next week, next week, episode 38, Shining D Diamond is Unbreakable, part two. Oh, man. But, yeah, that was, that was episode 37 of Diamond is Unbreakable. It's, oh. Wow. Really looking forward to see them uh, close this one out real strong, mm-hmm. and that I really just want to be able to talk about forever about how the Diamond is Unbreakable anime is like one of, if not the best anime adaptations of a manga I have ever seen. It's it's up there. It's in it's wow. Yeah. So anyway, guys, the hype is fucking real. We're gonna see more of that next week. We're also going to continue, obviously, continue our uh, dive down into Stardust Crusaders. And we love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, next week, we might have a Triple Joe episode. You which think? Would be, I mean, yeah, we should have the, the Jojolian chapter by the 19th, right? I hope so. That would be great. Yeah, so we're, we might have a packed week next week. Oh, which boy. I'm excited. I'm excited for. Oh but, yeah, dude! I miss Jojolian, man. I can't wait. Yeah, it's yeah, oof, excited. Um, but as always, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Google Play. Give us a listen wherever. Uh, thanks to everybody who's listening on the subreddit. Love you guys. It's it's humbling that enough people like that over a hundred people each week uh, listen to this mad ravings of two people yeah two absolute lunatics and some of you guys seem to enjoy it so that's good enough for us to keep doing it yeah and if you have any questions or comments or you just want to yell at us uh follow us on twitter at jojo underscore cast uh either me or andy will get to you as probably probably andrew he's the more he's the more responsible one um but anyway See you guys next week. Thanks for listening. See you then, guys.